You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So excited to have you here on this Monday. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Locked On Fantasy Live. Do you have any fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft? Well, here's your chance. Don't miss Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to at Network on Twitter. On today's show, a conversation with Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC. She and I discuss Duke and the Olympics, the dominance that the Blue Devils have been on, the lasting legacy of head coach Bobby Bowden at Florida State after he passed away. And uh, we could discuss a couple of other things here on a Monday edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. You'll get updates every single day when it comes out. Also, be sure to follow us at LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter, and you get all the latest updates. My name is JJ Jackson, the host of the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Without further ado... Let's get into it. It's Locked On Blue Devils with Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC. Some more kind of big relevant topics for us to discuss, but uh, definitely Bobby Bowding's passing is something that's very relevant, and the Olympics only coming on around every four years. So, yeah, let's dive right into it. A hundred percent. You know, 24 days until football. I cannot believe it. But speaking about football and legacy, we all know Coach Bowden passed away over the weekend. And of course, JJ has a coach and coach cut Cliff who is not nowhere near time soon retiring, but maybe we don't know. He has not given any kind of hints towards that. But I would love to hear your thoughts around Coach Cutcliffe's statement towards Coach Bowden and then just in general thoughts around Coach Cut's legacy and what he will bring for college for Duke football. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. It's funny that you actually brought that up because last week on my podcast, again, Locked On Blue Devils available wherever you're listening to this podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I asked Steve Wiseman, who's covered Duke for a number of years for the Raleigh News and Observer and the Durham Herald Sun, because there have been a little rumors that maybe this year was going to be it for Coach Cutcliffe, but that actually appears to not be the case at all anymore. It seems like David Cutcliffe at the age of 67 is getting – more energy in his step and he kind of wants to keep it going a little bit and I think 70 is kind of the benchmark for where coach Cutcliffe wants to be but uh, he actually had this to say about Bobby Bowden's passing quote the great game of football lost one of its best today with the passing of Bobby Bowden our prayers go out to the entire Bowden family as well as the coaches and players he loved so dearly I was fortunate to know coach Bowden for many years and he was a college teammate of my uncle Thomas Cutcliffe coach Bowden was special in so many ways Two things I recall with great fondness. I never heard him say one bad word about anyone else, and I never heard him curse. Coach Bowden was so unique, and his success speaks for itself. We will certainly miss him, but in the same notion, celebrate his accomplishments and all he provided for others. End quote. That's David Cutcliffe, the head football coach for Duke, with some remarks after Bobby Bowden's passing. And look, you can obviously tell these are two guys that have been in the coaching biz for quite some time. And uh, Bobby Bowden leaves a legacy in college football that is unmatched by many. Uh, Him and Joe Paterno were kind of those longstanding big names in the world of college football. And so uh, for Bobby Bowden to uh, be survived by six kids, 21 grandchildren, uh, a wife of 
over 50, 60 years. And, and I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely sad news. They're out of the, the Seminole community, but to also a lot of smiling because you're reflecting on all the great memories, two national championships for Florida State. And Bobby Bowden is someone that has connections to every single coach in the conference when you think about it in some form or fashion. And how about that? I mean, Coach Cutcliffe saying his uncle, Thomas Cutcliffe, <laughs> played football in college with Bobby when Bobby played at Samford in the Birmingham area. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of wild to see – all these generations of football coaches that uh, one way or another are linked back together. A hundred percent. And listen, leave it to coach cut to have a story that is tied to home. Right? <laughs> if it's, it's not coach Cutcliffe, if he does not have a story that it has two degrees exactly. of separation and has some sort of tie to his family, but more importantly, just to football, football really is family in the way that they come together, but also coach cut talking about not cursing, which we do not hear these days when it comes to a lot of college football coaches. I don't know that I've met a coach yet. (laughs) That's unheard of. Yeah. They they definitely like harsh language. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And just leaving, you're talking about coach Cutcliffe and working till 70. And if you just imagine, you know, we talked a lot for me personally, coach K and coach Roy, Williams decided to retire. We both know how that has been an interesting transition. And, you know, thinking just about the fact that Coach Cut will have to one day make that decision. Working till 70, I just can't imagine. But if you're feeling like a spring chicken, I'm not mad at it, right? If you feel like the guys rejuvenate you, why not keep going if you feel like you can still make progress? I know last season was not a strong indicator for Duke football, but of course, I think this year is going, you can't go anywhere but up. It's always a sports thing, I feel like, right? I mean, in sports, at the end of the day, is often entertainment for so many people. We get so invested in it. Uh, But for others, it's their occupation. It's their day-to-day life. But it's always sports where you hear about people that are, like, happy working until they're 70-plus years old. (laughs) You know, it's like no other occupation in life, Candace. Is that normal? Where it's like, I'm 75 and I'm still just as excited about my job as I was 20, 30 years ago. And I think part of that is because oftentimes it takes so long to get to the top of your profession. How many times yeah. recently it's been like, oh, we've got these new young coaches and, and football and, and the NFL a few years back. It was Sean McVay with the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Rams was so young in his 30s to get his first head coaching job. But other times it's like it takes you until you're 50, 55, 60 and so you get a major head coaching job. And so you want to hold on to that yeah. for some time. Um, and it's not just football. It's like, it's a weird sports thing. where in no other walks of life. Are you like, yeah, you know what? I think I want to have this job. I'm <laughs> 70. Yeah. But in sports, 100%. it's normal. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned Sean McVay and him getting smacked by Bill Belichick. We talk about wisdom. And I think Coach Cut is one of those guys that, you know, as much as you probably say I would want some young, sharp minded, it speaks to having a coach that's been around the block who can talk about the guys that he's seen and the players that he's coached and guys who eventually will go to the Hall of Fame. And one guy that he already had go to the Hall of Fame. Well, I'm sure he's had others, but Peyton Manning, right? Coaching him and working with him and having I was that. hoping he'd bring that up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think it really speaks to if you can have guys in your corner who are advocating for you like a coach cut you're better off both Manning brothers played for David Cutcliffe when he was at Tennessee with Peyton and at Ole Miss with Eli Daniel Jones of course another top 10 pick that played for coach Cutcliffe at Duke and so to see Peyton Manning this past weekend go in and officially be inducted into the Hall of Fame he won the weekend by we knew he would because Peyton right. can talk <laughs> like that's one of his greatest gifts is his ability to talk and uh, his speech was phenomenal but to, to thank Coach Cutcliffe for what he meant in his alma mater, 
in the University of Tennessee, and I know this is an ACC podcast, and, and Tennessee isn't exactly in the ACC footprint, but Coach Cutcliffe's tie is important. And really, just the game of football, Peyton Manning means a lot to people. And yeah. uh, so it was just it was really cool to see that this weekend with all of the Hall of Fame inductions. Yeah. You know, Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech. Yeah, um, there's an ACC guy for you that had some love this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, football was definitely celebrated this past weekend for sure. You can't convince me that Daniel Jones was not a top ten pick without Coach Cutcliffe. Yeah. If he did not have <laughs> the Manning helps. resume, I, <laughs> I do not believe that Daniel Jones is a top ten pick. And no Tito Shea, like listen, he's going to have a great season. I'm believing that for him. He's got his Saquon in the backfield. He's going to do well former Duke standout, but I can almost guarantee with full faith, someone called Coach Cut and said, what do you see? And so I just think that, again, speaks volumes. You know, this is a Coach Cut appreciation show. Here I want to be I want to be the Duke Homer here and tell you <laughs> you are absolutely wrong. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm handcuffed because I've gotten to a point where every time I defend Daniel Jones, I have to be like, well, wait a minute. You do remember that Coach Cutcliffe also coached the Manning brothers, and both of them won two Super Bowls. You remember that, right? And yeah. you remember that Daniel Jones was the understudy to Elon. So you're right. It's yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, to defend Daniel Jones, I got to bring up David Cutcliffe and the Manning brothers and everything. He's got one hell of a resume, but those, I mean, so, so much good stuff there. And again, I think it's important just to talk about legacy in college sports and ACC. We all know Coach Bowden definitely had one to build. He was, you know, but the standard Florida state was certainly the standard. And I feel for coach Norvell, he's going to have to come in and try and work behind that. You know, obviously there've been other coaches since, but that's a tall order to try and keep, keep up with that legacy. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at sweat block. Hey guys. So there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you were sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death, and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. In the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipe. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirant. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
thoughts around Olympics 2021. We all thought it was going to be 2020, but of course, got a little hiccup here. Life is happening and life is very much still happening. I know we're all like, oh, well, we have one little year that's, you know, went went awry. But, you know, unfortunately, it seems like the, that year is still creeping in. Do you think, you know, this is very much off the cuff. I did not prepare you for this. Do you think our season, our college football season is in a baby bit of jeopardy or we're going to roll? I think we're going to roll. I mean, yeah. I, I think that um, obviously the possibility of forfeits and cancellations at the SEC set forth uh, from Commissioner Greg Sankey about uh, positive COVID-19 vaccinations uh, or cases, I should say, that you would have to forfeit. There would be no rescheduling. I think eventually Commissioner Jim Phillips and the ACC and other commissioners will follow suit if it gets to be that dire and that drastic because, look, the SEC runs college football whether we like it or not, (laughs) and we followed their lead last year, and it's going to be a sport that does that once again here in Mm -hmm. 2021. But, no, I think – I really do believe that uh, we're going to be fine for a college football season this year. I think it'll still be a little different. I think it'll still have its own unique challenges. But, uh, no, I think we'll continue to move on and play some football. Well, you see, I thought that everyone would just get on board and as much as we love football and everything else. And I would also thought by August, you know, we're going back to school here, people. Like, I think everyone (laughs) just needs to calm the hell down. Like, vacations are over. Like, let's get back into the groove. And so I'm hoping that that's the case one school really gets in session, people start, you know, just chilling out a bit because I really do want football and I miss that. But speaking of things, you know, that are coming gone, the Olympics were so exciting this past season or past Olympic year. We had next year to really love and admire some of these athletes. And again, I mentioned on Monday show, 121 ACC athletes competed in the Olympic Games, which is amazing, you know, having just be able to represent your country, not only your school, but your country is just something that's truly remarkable. But for you, what were your biggest takeaways from the Olympics, if anything, if you want to talk about football or the event, the sports that you probably don't normally get to love? Are there any ones that you just want to highlight and mention? Well, basketball is the bread and butter in, yeah. in uh, <laughs> the United States of America. And basketball is certainly something that um, our Duke our Duke guys have yeah. uh, grown to, to love with Coach K serving as the head coach for Three Olympic gold medals. Uh, we saw a Dookie on the men's team this year in Jason Tatum mm-hmm. uh, walk away with a gold, which was awesome. On the women's side of things, um, a Duke grad in Chelsea Gray and a standout yeah. in the WNBA. Uh, she was hooping for the women's team. And then how about the Duke women's basketball head coach, Carol Lawson, who was the head coach of the Olympics three-on-three games, yeah. which were very interesting to watch. <laughs> uh, but they were able to take home the gold medal there. And then Duke actually had a women's soccer team or a women's soccer player, Quinn, on the uh, Canadian national team who surprised nice. everybody yeah. on gold uh, when they knocked off USA. So, yeah, I had a couple of uh, Duke Blue Devils making some noise Um, in terms of winning gold medals a hundred percent and like personally I think I would really enjoy seeing Zion Williamson in Paris like I I hope that happens it's gotta happen (laughs) like it's gotta happen yeah I think just seeing him dunk in like you know France would just be sick on so many levels but also having giving him the opportunity to just you know be on that world stage and see what we all get to see it's the world stage thing and I I do think that um, in so many ways the NBA has become such a global game right you've got all these stars that are playing for various countries and really making their countries relevant at the Olympic level because of their success and what they're able to do here stateside playing in the NBA. But for somebody like Zion, you know, his mixtapes in high school when he was playing at Spartanburg day were unbelievable. Like things you had never seen before. Like who is this man that's just dunking (laughs) on 
more times than not children, (laughs) these small white boys, right? It's like, what are they doing? And so I hate to be that guy, Candace, but in a lot of ways looking towards 2024. So this year in the Olympics in the Tokyo 2020, but in 2021, don't get me started about how it's the 2021 Olympics, but I don't yeah. know if NBC and everybody was so cheap in the Olympic committee that's like, we're still going to advertise Tokyo <laughs> 2020, but it's not 2020 anymore. I, mean, I don't know. Right. Um, but this year, the USA and their group stage at the Olympics played France and lost. Mm-hmm. And then they played Iran and the Czech Republic. Yeah. No disrespect to those countries, but what are you doing, right? It's it like was, Zion playing those white boys in South exactly. Carolina. <laughs> Thank you. You connected the dots for me. There you you know, go. it was we were picking a score in those right. games. And so, like, there will be those Olympic level games where Zion Williamson at a, you know, three years from now is going to be in his 20s, is going to have more weight, more muscle, more strength, more ability. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm glued to the television. <laughs> and I also think teams. Yeah, for Duke basketball's sake, like when you talk about the legacy and what it means, how can you not, you know, full circle add USA basketball, right? You have so many guys that get the opportunity to play. It really does set Duke apart when it comes to the marketing and advertising, trying to get guys to commit there. Like you get to play beyond just these four walls, right? Beyond just Cameron, which is, you know, glory in and of itself. But to be, you know, at that level at the highest and have those type of people, you know, politicking for you. Like it's pretty remarkable experience. Candace, this is such a great discussion. <laughs> like I'm all for this. This is locked on ACC, but let's just talk all things Duke. Like, there I we go. But you're right. I mean, you hear about it in recruiting. Yeah. When people have said like when coach K took the job and his first Olympics that they won was in 2008, the redeem team, LeBron, Kobe, everybody knows uh, that, that, that team and the success that they had. Mm-hmm. When you're a high school recruit and Coach K is like, hold on, time out, let me text LeBron real quick. Yeah. Let him holler at you. Yeah. What? A quick like, FaceTime, like, and you know, can do it and it'll come through. Let me, let me call right. Kobe right quick. Yeah. You know, and like all of the, this one and done era that Duke has kind of put themselves in and really embodying, embodying that, like, hey, we're going to make sure we go after the top players. And if they're only at Duke for one year, so be it. But they do such a great job of, still advocating for Duke. Jason Tatum wins a gold medal. 2016, Kyrie Irving wins a gold medal. If he was at Better Health, I'm sure he would have loved to play on mm-hmm. the Olympic team this past mm-hmm. year. You know, so we've had, you know, Zion Williamson in a couple of years, um, an Olympian for sure. Mason Plumley has won an Olympic gold medal, which is crazy. A little bit of Duke favor there. Uh, Carlos <laughs> Boozer has won an Olympic gold I mean, there, yeah. It's it's dominant and it's I mean it sells itself. There's so like, much Duke flavor in Team USA basketball. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm as much as you talk, guys, guys talk about Kentucky and Carolina and the like. It's just like Duke. They really have that golden ticket when they talk. Don't about forget USA about basketball. us. Yeah, hundred percent. But there's also one guy that you mentioned, the one in Dunner, Jalen Johnson, who I want to talk about here because I think that he's truly a testament to like, okay, you leave, but it's still all love, right? It's still the opportunity to show guys that, you know, once you're a Dookie, you're always a Dookie or, you know, whatever respective ACC school you go to. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, celebrate the freedom of choice with all of their amazing flavors. Did you know that they had so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, then you're missing out. 
coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. That's just to name a few. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, it's definitely cookies and cream. It's so good. It's healthy, covered in 100% chocolate, and yet I've got so much energy after eating it. That is 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Wow, that's awesome. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Order today and you got to try the new flavor. It's Grasshopper Cookie. It's a really good one or just order whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the United States track and field team. Isn't that great? Getting ready for some Olympics, track and field events and that sort of thing. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E. D15 for 15% off your next order. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The MLB trade deadline is approaching, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news signs up bonuses and contest information head to the website sign up today and you receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n again a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs bet online your online sportsbook experts Jalen Johnson, a young man who is certainly doing his thing in Summer League and will certainly have a great start to his NBA career. I want to know your thoughts around, you know, his decision to not play the full season at Duke, but now, you know, has the opportunity to shine. And it kind of just, I mean, as much as we love talking college basketball, it's kind of like if you don't, if you have the shot, you got to go. No, for sure. And so with, with that in mind, Jalen Johnson made the decision to, to leave early, leave the season um, back in February, he was a little frustrated with some playing time, I believe. I think uh, on draft night, you heard Jay Billis on ESPN, who very much so is a Duke guy, one of the first guys that played for Mike Krzyzewski when he got the job at Duke. And you heard Jay Billis quite literally, you know, straight up, not hide any punches, say Jalen Johnson quit on the team, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, made a decision to, to walk away. But um, you mentioned the, the Jalens in the draft. And going into last college basketball season, as soon as the draft is over, we automatically put out 2022 NBA mock drafts, right? Yep. And we, so last year when we put out 2021 NBA mock drafts, it was a Jalen draft. It was Jalen <laughs> Green, Jalen Johnson, Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Those were the names to watch out for. But because of the fact that Jalen got hurt, and then also like I genuinely believe a lot of teams looked at Jalen Johnson and said, you went to three different high schools. You went to IMG Academy and left after never even playing a game, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you you quit. You walked away from your team. You opted out of yeah. competition from Duke. Like that would raise. So if I'm going to make a million dollar investment in you, which is what this has become in the NBA, mm-hmm. I think that's why you saw Jalen Johnson slide out of a lottery selection. Now, all of that to be said, he dominated his first <laughs> summer league game for the Atlanta Hawks. He looked great. 20 yeah. points, 10 rebounds. I'm like, he is. This isn't just because I'm the Duke guy on the podcast. If yeah. you ask anybody 
like of the first round picks who played really well for you, who exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be Cade Cunningham, the number one pick. He was five of 17 and two of seven from the three point range. I'm not, you know, hating on Cade. I'm just like, that's not efficient. That's yeah. an inefficient debut. Jalen Johnson <laughs> was the opposite of that. He was special. Yeah. And I think having Nate McMillan as your head coach is going to be one of those situations where you're going to feel it. You're going to have those growing pains, but he's going to love on you hard. I think, you know, being a guy from the 919, Nate McMillan is certainly one who he knows of the real and he can keep it very much, you know, straight shooter when it comes to that. And being on an Atlanta Hawk team, knowing that you're going into the next season where people are have their eye on you before it was like, oh, Hawks, whatever. haha, they make it great. Ice tray and like all that good stuff. Right. And now they had the deep run last season. And I think with John Collins, former Wake Forest standout signing with them as well. I think it's an opportunity to really kind of put on and Jalen Johnson will certainly add to the mix. Now, can he be a role player? Cause maybe he doesn't get that love out the gate. And as crazy as this seems, I, there's really not as much pressure on Jalen Johnson in Atlanta specifically as some of the other players on the team. Sure. Like Cam Reddish, another Duke guy mm-hmm. was hurt a good bit of last year. Um, but in the playoffs, when he was healthy, had an incredible game six where they were ultimately eliminated by yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. But from a rookie perspective, there's almost more pressure on Sharif Cooper yeah. than there is on Jalen Johnson because Sharif, who played at Auburn, only played 12 games at the NCAA level. Jalen played 13. Sharif's was because of eligibility issues with mm-hmm. the NCAA. But Sharif grew up in Atlanta. Like he is Atlanta through and through. That Mm -hmm. entire community has watched him grow up and now is playing for his hometown team. I played some of the audio from their press conference on the Mm -hmm. Lockdown Blue Devils podcast, and 80% of the questions were to Sharif, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody wants to talk about Sharif Cooper, who also Mm -hmm. was somebody projected to be a first-round pick because he didn't play as much, size concerns, whatever, fell down. He also dazzled in the debut. Like So there are like these two rookies – that are playing well together, but there's a little bit more pressure on Sharif because he's the hometown kid. He's who everybody Mm -hmm. wants to talk about. Jalen just gets to go out there and be a bucket and play basketball, sign to clutch sports. He's got a good agency backing him. I think it's a little bit easier for him. But do you think that someone who switches schools easily, someone who drops out, quote unquote, quits on their team is going to like not being the man? Do you think he wants to have that pressure or is he more so like, I, I'm cool with just being in the background because he doesn't give me background energy? Not at all. No, no background <laughs> energy whatsoever. But here's the difference. Do you want a paycheck? Okay. Come play ball. Talk about it. Come on, JJ. Look, JJ, Coach JJ, like, <laughs> you want to play or not? Okay. Yeah. Listen, I mean, that's I what it that. comes down to, you know, and it's like also – so you you want to play, yeah. right? Here's the other thing. You know, clout is a word that's become so trendy these days, and, and sure. sure, there could be a little bit of clout chasing that happens, and Jalen Johnson might fall into that category. You know what? He, he, he also is very aware of where he's going. What does he do immediately yeah. after he's drafted? He goes on his Instagram live, and who do you, whose music do you start playing on live, Candace? I just got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. I'm for sure going to be bumping Lil Baby. Like, he go. knows all the moves to make, right? He knows, oh, man, Migos is going to be right here. What's up, Quavo? Yeah. Hey, Lil Baby's already there. Every rapper <laughs> is out of Atlanta. Like, I, I want to be the guy. Yeah. So, I got to play. I got to step up and I got to perform. Absolutely. And hopefully, I mean, listen, you, when you're blessed to go to a city that actually has some like star power, it's almost like an intense pressure because 
it's distraction city, right? Like it's a lot of stuff you can get into in Atlanta. So hopefully he'll get it done though. I really appreciate all of the insight. It's a whole like half, this is the most love I've given Duke, I think maybe ever. Well, I appreciate that. That's certainly awesome. <laughs> it's funny. We mentioned, we mentioned our friends over at bet online yeah. uh, a little bit earlier who do, uh, I mean, we love them sponsoring the locked on podcast network. I want some future odds mm-hmm. in terms of which Atlanta rapper is going to name drop Jalen Johnson first. Ooh, okay. And, you know? ooh, and Sharif Cooper. Cooper and Sharif Cooper. Yeah, there it is. Sharif's okay. going to get That's easy. You know, but yeah. it's like, give my boy Jalen some love. There we Two go. Chains, if you're listening, drop a bar about uh, Jalen. Because, <laughs> I mean, Atlanta rappers worldwide. So give Jalen some love. Thank you so much to Candace Cooper for joining me on the podcast. I join her each and every week on the Locked On ACC channel. And uh, we did our head coaching rankings this week, so make sure you go check that out. It's a really good episode between myself and Candace Cooper. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, and you can connect with me at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.